Welcome to the Art of Semi-Fiction. I'm Jane Daly. And I'm Robin Miller. And today we're going to talk about jealousy and envy. Egads. Yes, just a simple yes or no. Have you ever felt jealous or envious of another writer? Oh, you're talking to me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, because I don't want to answer that. Oh, well. So I'm assuming the answer would be yes. Yes. Although, in my defense... I have no defense. So yes, the answer, <laughs> the answer is yes on occasion. Although it was, although it wasn't about the the quality of their writing, and it wasn't even about their opportunities, it was about their connections. Because I felt like mm. I knew when I was first starting a mic, I know nobody. How I don't, how am I ever going to be connected? Because everybody was talking about relationship and how. Yes, and I well, thought, I know. Yeah, I know. Famous author, and yes, and I know author. nobody. So it was, it was, you, you know, you were just born into a world that I, you know, I just assumed that people were born into a world of publishing dynasties, and I just didn't have that. So that was my that nobody was my invited you. Yes. Yeah. What I mean. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe you should answer the question, Jane. I'm just saying you made me answer hey, the question. It was, it, I'm the one who came up with this subject. I so. still think for our, our readers would, or listeners would really, really value. You mean like a yes or no? A yes or no if you've ever felt jealousy, Jane. Um, only like every week. That's all? That's pretty good. Day? Month, <laughs> year? Well, it sometimes, when, it, sometimes it seems like everybody that you know, or even people you don't know, are getting a contract. They're mm. getting an agent. They're getting yeah. published. They're getting a speaking engagement. And you're sitting there going, but I've been writing for eight and a half years, and nothing I have written has gotten published. Or I've gotten, you know, a couple of articles published and made $35. But you know, when, when am I going to get my big break yeah. type of a thing? Yeah. And, and I will admit, yes, it is something that I do struggle with. And not that, not that maybe everybody does, but, but I do. And so I was reminded at our Inspire Christian Writers, uh, one of our workshops, we had Sarah Sundan, who is a yeah. multi-published author. She is the author of the Waves of Freedom series and the Sunrise at Normandy series of historical fictions that are all centered around World War II. Yeah. And not only have I read some of her novels and thought, I wish I could write this well, but... um so there's a little bit of envy in her writing, but she was at our conference at our workshop and she talked about God's waiting room. Yes. That sometimes that when great... you go to the doctor and you, you know, you sign in, you've made your appointment and you're sitting there and it seems like everybody else in the waiting room has been called back and you're still in the waiting room. Yeah. And she likened that to what, you know, what happens sometimes we're in the publishing business when it yeah. seems like everybody around us is getting success or what we would consider success. Yeah. And we're still sitting in the waiting room waiting. And, and that for was the just just an aside, that was a very powerful workshop and on inspirewriters.com if you're a member of Inspire, you can see that that's actually the video of that workshop is on. So if you have an issue with this, that was a great wonderful I highly recommend resource. it. I mean it really yeah. helped me to realize that it really truly is in God's timing. Yeah. And and we have to we have to remember that, but 
but we do struggle with that feeling. Yeah. Um, so interestingly enough, um, I recently saw a Facebook post from Ginny Whitrip, who is also a multi-published author, and she has written Words, Flames, Lost and Found, Home, Invisible, and her most recent, which is Convergence, which I just started reading like two days mm. ago. So really, really good author and um, also she does coaching, but I wanted to read something that she posted on Facebook that really surprised me because you'd think when someone is multi-published, they, they wouldn't have that same issue that, you know, and if you, and if peons, you, and you know, if, get. and if you've met her, she is an articulate, warm, um, she comes across as confident and she's so gifted and talented. She's so intelligent. So it's one of those people you're like, nah, I don't like, you have it all together. I know. Yeah. <laughs> So she says, um, morning meanderings. As an author who is also a Christian, I've observed other authors who struggle with envy. It's one of the hazards of this business where oftentimes the offer of a publishing contract is weighted as much, if not more, on past sales numbers and platform numbers than a well-written manuscript. Add to the pressure to produce numbers and the vulnerability that comes when you put your soul on the page for public consumption and Mm -hmm. publishing becomes a slippery slope for the Christian writer. So she talks a little bit about how she's never really struggled with with envy um, being one of her issues until it hit her. And she said, I issued a quick help to Jesus and he immediately and gently opened my eyes. When one person succeeds in the Christian marketplace, we all succeed. Because we all share the same goal, furthering the kingdom of God. But the feelings of envy have lingered. I hate even confessing that, but facts are facts. So those feelings have become a trigger for prayer. So she talks a little bit about working through um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 13, where it's, you know, about love and, yeah. and, and that. She says, you don't have to work in publishing to struggle with envy, right? When the green-eyed monster sneaks up on you, turn away immediately and give thanks. And I really appreciated it, especially coming from her, because yeah. you'd think, really? How could somebody who's got it all together, like like Ginny, yeah. struggle with this? That, yeah. You know, the rest of us struggle. Well, I struggle with, I struggle with, because I would love to get published in fiction. And I, you know, I've written, you know, three or four books that have just not gotten published. So, Whereas a lot of people are jealous of Jane because of her success in nonfiction being published traditionally. So I know, it's like, what? But yeah. yeah, so we look at other people and and we have that tendency to compare ourselves to other people, whether it's to compare my writing, because when I was reading Sarah's book, I was thinking, my writing sucks. I mean, if <laughs> I could do that, if yeah. I could write like, like, her, if I could write like Francine Rivers, yeah, I would also be able to be multi published. Yeah. Here, here's, here's an interesting thing that I had. Um, at my my last summer of my my last residency for my MFA, Reese Kwan, who is not a Christian author, um, she wrote a book called in- The Incendiaries, and I'm pretty sure it slams Christian, so I'm not recommending the book. But but the interesting thing was she rocketed with that book, hmm. national book tours. 
best-selling everywheres, international press. And, and she's, she, because she looks kind of younger than she is, but, um, she isn't old. She, you know, she's not 50, 60, 80 years old. You know, she's, she's probably in her thirties, I would say. Um, but the interesting thing about that is, some people were saying, Oh, I'm so jealous, you know, the, at her, whatever. It took her 10 years to write that wow. book. 10 years, 10 years of edits, 10 years of learning the craft, 10 years of having rejections, 10 years. So, so my, my point of that is we often say, Oh, she's got a book contract. How lucky is she? We don't know what went on. How many books? Didn't, didn't get, get published. Yes. Yeah. Did not get the see the light of day. Sarah Sundin, when she was talking about that, the waiting room, she was talking about how long it actually took her to get her first con contract. And it was not overnight. Mm-hmm. So we only see the success, but we don't see all the years leading up to the success. Mm-hmm. And as such, we can be jealous of the wrong thing. Right. If, if I want to be jealous of Reese Kwan, and want her her path, I have to wait 10 years for my first novel to get published. Well, and think about this, That's a too. Long time. So you've got you've got a Reese Kwan who has written this fabulous book that rockets to the, the bestseller mm-hmm. list. Then you ask you have to say, well, but what's next? Is my next book going to be as good? Yes. And we know that looking at To Kill a Mockingbird, no, it may not be. That may be your your one book that you ever, yeah. you know, one and done type of yeah. thing. So here we, you know, we could be incredibly jealous of somebody and yet they've got the pressure of now I have to write another book that has to be equally fun, as fun, good. Funnily enough, she even said, she, you know, because she was teaching when she was one of our professors at, at this MFA program. And she said, somebody, I think, I think it was in one of the, the, where we could ask questions. And I think somebody asked her, and maybe she just said it, but what happened when you, what, what did it feel like after those 10 years to get that contract? She said, for 10 seconds, I was the happiest person <laughs> in the world. And then I went, ah, oh, now what's next? Yeah. Kind of thing. And I, and the whole room was like, okay, we need a little bit for 10 years investment of yeah. sweat and tears. We need more than 10 seconds of elation kind of thing. And I'm sure, I mean, she's was- had a wonderful ride since then because it hadn't been published. It was just the contract, but there is a pressure too. It's mm-hmm. not, you don't just ride on a contract signing or a good review or whatever it's there's so much more in the background that's going on you're not it's once you just get that contract it is not just emotional joy it's, it's not all sun no. sunrise and unicorns and <laughs> rainbows exactly. and chocolate kisses it's just not um so i i want to talk about a few tips of dealing with jealousy because really truly it is a it's it's a personal thing it's not mm-hmm. It, I mean, we can say, oh, well, you know, they have their own pressures. Those people who, you know, are multi-published, it took them 10 years or, you know, they got a lot of rejection, so I'm okay. No, it really truly is. Yeah. We have to look at ourselves and our failures and say, what is it that, what am I jealous of? Am I jealous yeah. because I'm not willing to put the work in to do, to improve my craft? And that's why I'm not getting published. Is it that, you know, wrong place, wrong time? And, and knowing that it is all about God's timing. Yeah. So that is, that's the first point is remember, when we're dealing with jealousy, that it is all about God's timing. Yes. He, he has if he has called you to write, and you'll know if he's called you to write, yeah. and you're not published yet, know that he is in control. And don't we don't we know that 
really, as Christians, we know this. But it's bringing that, holding that thought captive to say, okay, I am going to know that it is not my time yet. I am still in the waiting room. And I and there's good stuff in the waiting room. There's people to meet. There's magazines to read. There's good stuff in that. Yeah, I mean that's when I get to read people because I never (laughs) read people magazines. (laughs) Exactly. That's some alone time for me when I'm in a waiting room. Right. Like you, doctor, you take as long as you want, honey, because I have no kids with me right now, and it is awesome. Yeah, I got some time here that I can sit and uh, play words with friends on my phone. So (laughs) don't bug me. Exactly. (laughs) So um, just remembering that either. Either God has something better or, you know, just it's not his time yet. Yeah. And and that's okay. One one other thing you can do is to encourage other people. You mm. know, when you find somebody, say say my very good friend Robin here <laughs> gets a gets a contract, a publishing contract for her fiction before I do, I would be very tempted to be jealous, but if I can well, I would be jealous. <laughs> would I would be, be so jealous. <laughs> but you but get over it, though, because you can... Because go, yeah. I... But, okay, maybe that's a really bad example. Of, but I could write an encouraging note to her saying, I'm really happy for her, or I should do this. I'm really happy for you. I'm glad you got that contract. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to see what God has next. That will thwart the enemy, because we know yeah. that those those feelings of jealousy are... are um, the enemy wanting to get us off track and want us to get our eyes off of our goal, which is to please him and get our eyes on, well, you know, she doesn't write as good as I do. How come she got a contract? I don't know that that's true, but what if? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I've been writing for 10 years. You've been writing for three. How come you got published and I didn't? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's exactly the, the thing that we, that Satan wants us to be thinking too. Because what that does, it's not really about the other person. Jealousy is never really about the other person. It's about your feeling inadequate. Mm-hmm. You're feeling not enough. You're feeling like you're doing it wrong. If you're not on the fast track, you're feeling like, Oh, did I not go to the conferences I was supposed to? Did I not? Right. Did I not talk? You know, to the I was right too shy and or- I didn't. Yeah. So, so what Satan really is doing with jealousy is, is actually undermining your own self confidence. Because when you're, when you know you're on the path that God has for you and you know you're, you're being diligent with a message and learning the craft and you're able, you're strong in that and you know that you're called and you know that he's got it. Then anybody can do anything and you're absolutely happy. It's only when you start going, wait a minute, maybe because your success right now is in, in nonfiction. So, you know, those little Satan's going to say, why are you in fiction? You know, why are, right. he's going to try to you're undermine. Writing, your writing never has a chance. Yeah. And, and truly, when you look at the publishing industry, it's really subjective because oh, gosh, yes. what I write today, an agent or, an, or a publisher may hate, but tomorrow another publisher may love so you just don't know exactly well and and you've heard you've heard that story a million times how many times harry potter was i've actually never read harry potter but i i know it's very famous and it was rejected and rejected and rejected millions of authors have that same story that their first book that became an absolute star the little a little princess by um bronte um she was rejected so much she put it in a closet, just was going to throw well, it away. Um, Took Steve, it out at Stephen another time. King threw his manuscript in the trash, and his what for Carrie and his wife got it out and said, yeah. "No, you yeah. are not going to give up." And the, and the thing and, and with all these stories, it was a timing issue. It wasn't a manuscript issue. It was a timing issue. So when 
A little princess got, or the little princess got pulled back out years later. Suddenly, it's, it, it's now a classic. Carrie, I haven't read that one either because it's scary. Well, I, I, I don't, don't do scary. I, know, I never saw I the movie I don't either. Do, I don't do scary things. But but the but the point is, it got pulled out and timing wise later, and that's what happened to a lot of these writers. So. It is an issue of timing sometimes. It's not an, always an issue of quality. But that doesn't mean that you should just let it sit. You should always be improving your craft Always be and improving stuff, but, your craft. But yeah. the point of encouraging other people, you know, cheer with them. As, as yeah. Jenny said, when, when one person wins, we all win. Because isn't our whole idea as authors who yeah. are Christians is to spread the message. And yeah. so someone who's getting a contract and getting published, their their message is getting out there about what God is doing. And that's yeah. something that we should celebrate. And my my, my phrase, uh, we, have, we have this kind of cute phrase um, here with Jane and me, is Team Jesus. It's Team Jesus. If you're on Team Robin or Team Jane, you're going to be worried about what what's happening to you and what your success is. But if you're on Team Jesus, then our team has a success, our, our team it's wins. our success too. Yeah. So that's really important to kind of keep your focus on, which is why people, when when I, I've heard people say, why are you, why do you give, like even this podcast, why do you give writing tips for free? Because you get, also get paid to teach too. So why are you giving it for free? Team Jesus. Yeah. The better your writing is, the better you are equipped, the better that you can serve the message that God's given you and get it out into the world in whatever format, whether that's a blog or whatever it is, then who wins? Team Jesus. Everybody wins. Yeah. Well, and the, and my third point is to dig in and help someone else. So where wherever you are in your writing journey, there's yeah. always going to be someone who's behind you and people who are ahead of you. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to just give your time to someone who's behind you to either encourage them or help them with their craft yeah. or you know, to donate some time to help someone who's struggling, yeah. that will, I mean, focusing on someone else, as we know, is the yeah. best way to keep self-pity and envy and jealousy at bay, because we forget about ourselves. Yeah. We, we're we now thinking about others instead of ourselves. And the vulnerability of what, what Jenny said when she was saying, this is hard to say, but I have envy. That helps the rest of us, too, to admit because again satan only operates in the dark so once you give the you know the the say the words or write the words you no power over those words anymore and they're released and you can get prayer for them you can get support and encouragement and then that's that load is is shared by many so your envy is not just growing and you know festering inside you now it's out and you can deal with it and it can be gone so she in her vulnerability was helping others to address and conquer that same issue that she was having. Yeah, I mean it was powerful for enough for me to save it because I yeah. thought it was such a good such a good um reminder. And the last thing is to write about it. If you're feeling mm-hmm. jealousy and envy kind of like what Jenny did is to write it. That's what we do as writers. We express our feelings yeah. and and through emotions on the page. So maybe if you're writing about um, a character, you know, have her, him or her be jealous or, or journal. I journal a lot to remind myself what I'm going through, but um, you know, it's not. And and I think too, it's not something that we need to struggle with alone. We're, we're called to be vulnerable and to be open with, with one another and to encourage one another. So like you said, you bring those things out into the light and then they're, 
they lose their power. So yeah. I could, if you get a contract first before I do, I can say, okay, you know what? I'm really jealous of you, but I'm also really happy. Yeah. So, yeah. One, one of the things I wanted to just, a good tip is, and this is something that one of my daughters used to do. She'd see someone who didn't have to do chores, someone who owned a pony, someone who got to go to Disneyland and someone who got pink dresses every week or whatever. And in her mind, she mailed that into one person and everybody doesn't have to do chores and they get to go to Disneyland and they get they pink dresses and they have a pony. And I kept saying, that's not, er, everybody doesn't have that. The pony person doesn't get the pink dresses and doesn't go to Disneyland. But that's what we tend to do with as writers. We will almost say all writers are easily getting an agent. They're, they're more successful. They're, they're, they write they're better. better. I mean, so, so we tend they to know do the, that. more of the right people. Yeah. And when you look at, when you look, we had Francine Rivers come a couple months ago to talk to us. And this is one of the most prolific and successful writers in history, not just Christian writers and writers. And she was saying, I still struggle with this and I still have mm-hmm. this issue and these things. And, and it wasn't easy here. And this is how I, I deal with it. And that was wonderful to hear because, of course, if we just think of oh, Francine Rivers, just, you know, oh, yeah. she just wakes up in the morning she and spits you know. out a book and it's immediately published. Yeah, exactly. That is phenomenal knowledge to hear that we all are going through sometimes a little bit different, but we're all going through struggles and success is not just handed to anyone. So right. if we keep that in mind, then it's easier to also deal with with our own jealousy. Hopefully we keep that, you know, it's not just everybody else isn't just flawless writers with ease and contacts and everything. It's, it's easier to deal with. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You've been listening to The Art of Semi-Fiction, where we explore every corner of the written word. I'm Jane Daly. And I'm Robin Miller. Please like and subscribe and review us if you would. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm.